Welcome to Pigskin Frenzy on this wonderful Thursday afternoon. Thank you for joining us. I'm Joel Norris, and whether you're watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, or listening on Podbean, a big thank you for taking some time out of your Thursday to just sit back, watch, and listen to some NFL coverage presented by me. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, leave a like on the episode, and leave a comment down below. Spotify, if you're listening on there, share around with others and follow on there also. Podbean, same thing. If you're listening on there, share around with others and follow on there as well. We have Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Twitter, it's at pigskin underscore frenzy, all lowercase. Type it in on the search engine, find it, follow along the page there. You'll get episode updates as well as news and highlights from across college and NFL football. And Facebook, all you got to do is type in pigskin frenzy, follow along the page there. You'll get episode updates and you'll get all things up to date with pigskin frenzy. And Instagram. All you got to do is type in at Pigskin Frenzy, all lowercase. Type it in. Follow out the page there. You'll get episode updates. There's a trivia questions. Go and answer those on Pigskin Frenzy stories. Uh, there's an about me on the bio. And you get all things up to date for Pigskin Frenzy. Okay. NFL day today. I'm so excited because like I was saying on Tuesday's episode of, of Pigskin Frenzy, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It is football season and we're back. It is the unofficial start of football season tonight with preseason football kicking off the Hall of Fame game tonight at 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. The Cleveland Browns will be taking on the New York Jets. I'm excited. I'm going to make my prediction on that game later, my first prediction on Pigskin Frenzy and first prediction of the year for 2023. Make or I will make predictions on that. We're also going to be discussing some slightly not all, but some extensions and, you know, you know, and some updates on contracts uh, going on to train uh, on, you know, during training camp, and we're going to update you on what's going on with free agent running back Dalvin Cook and an update on defensive end from the Vikings, Daniil Hunter. We're going to be talking about those two in particular for extensions, and we're also going to be talking about uh, some some stuff and some situations. You probably already heard this through social from my, from my take on social media. Some A little bit of a situation brewing up in Indianapolis, Indiana for the Indianapolis Colts. You probably already heard it, but... I'm not going to mention it until we talk about it. We're going to break it down here just a little bit. So stay tuned. Don't plug, you know, don't, you know, don't tune out. Keep plugging in. Subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Uh, follow, share around with others on Spotify and Podbean. And follow on all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for all things up to date with Pigskin Frenzy. Let's kick it off, shall we? And before we get into what I was going to talk about, we're going to shift gears a little bit and talk about a report coming out yesterday uh, from CBS Sports, and it's and it's talking about a kickoff rule once again. So, I discussed in a previous episode of Pigskin Frenzy back, you know, go back and listen to it if you don't remember. Uh, the NFL is considering a fair catch rule for kickoffs that's similar to college football, and now they're going to implement that this season as a test run, but. Currently, and this is according to CBS Sports and NFL insider Cody Benjamin for CBS Sports. He wrote this article, and it, it, he does a wonderful job. Go and read his stuff. But he wrote that the NFL is considering a kickoff that is used in the XFL as a future model for the league. So if you don't know what the XFL is, it was started by, at first, wrestling promoter and legend 
one Vincent Kennedy McMahon, Vince McMahon, and he started it way back in the day in the 2001. It, you know, kind of died out after uh, one season, didn't work out. Then he tried to bring it back in 2020. Uh, again, it did not work out. It uh, spiraled out of control there. Uh, XFL then made a return when former wrestling legend and the biggest box office attraction in Hollywood today, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, The Rock, <laughs> bought the XFL, right? So he bought the XFL. He, he, he transformed it into what it is today, had a successful first season, and they're going to come back with another season. So him and his ownership group bought it. Um, and now we are discussing, you know, what you know you can implement from the XFL due to what The Rock has done with his brand of football. So congratulations on the success of that. We don't really talk about the XFL. We only talk about NFL and college on this show. But congratulations to what he does with the XFL. But he, you know, the NFL is considering what they do with kickoffs and bringing it into their own league as a future model. So to quote NBC's Mike Floral. Uh, Florio, uh, Florio, sorry, Florio. Uh, he says the overriding goal is to reduce the potential for concussions by shrinking the distance between opposing players. He also said, and quote, and I quote, the XFL rule leaves only five yards of space for players to recover before contact, keeping them from getting to top speed. My thoughts on this is it's pretty good. It's a pretty good rule. So uh, before, you know what? Let me just pump the brakes a little bit. Before I get back to my thoughts on this, here's some more info on it. Uh, they, the kickoffs occur at their own 30-yard line with players other than the kicker lined up at the receiving team's 35-yard line. Only the kicker and the returner can move before the ball is touched by the returner. So no players move except for the kicker and the returner. Then when the, the ball's touch, then the players start to move. It keeps distance between them. It's safe. Uh, reduces concussions, and it's actually a pretty safe, you know, I would say a pretty safe space and a pretty safe model for, you know, the NFL to go by. Uh, there's been a lot of concussions this past, you know, this past season in, in 2022. Don't remind me about all of, you know, the concussions, including Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. We won't get into whole, all that situation, but there's been a lot of concussions. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a problem. So I, I could see why they're trying to, you know, find ways to implement kickoffs to make them a lot safer. So, uh, Nothing much to say on it, but they're considering it, and it's actually, you know, I'm for it. I would like to see it. I would like to see how interesting it is. Um, I'm kind of iffy on the college rule, but we'll see how it does this season. It's a test run, so we're going to see how it goes for the 2023 season. So NFL considering XFL kickoffs as a future model for the league. Uh, CBS NFL insider and sports writer Cody Benjamin wrote that. Go and read the article. Great article. And, you know, go and read up more on it. Uh, I thought it was a, you know, interesting read. And it's an interesting rule that, you know, and feature model that they're considering in place for the for the NFL. So that's pretty interesting there. So let's move on. And let's move on to contracts and extensions, you know, and updates on that heading, you know, during training camp and heading into the 2023 season, which is officially in one month, September, September 7th. So let's talk about that. And let's start off, you know, with the Vikings and an update on what's going on up there. So the Minnesota Vikings and defensive end Daniil Hunter have agreed to a new one-year $20 million deal with $17 million fully guaranteed, and that's according to NFL insider Ian Rappert. Okay, so you're probably thinking, 
they agreed to a deal. They, you know, I thought they weren't, you know, they were going to try to find some trade options for him and they were going to try to, you know, either or, you know, cut him and save some costs, right? I thought that too. I honestly thought they were, they were going to trade him. I did. But then they agreed to a new deal, a one-year deal. And this deal actually helps Daniel Hunter because it's not going to give him a franchise tag. So they can't give him a franchise tag in 2024. He may test free agency after this. So it's it's interesting. A very interesting contract, a very interesting deal for Daniel Hunter. He kind of gets what he wants, but he also gets to test free agency next year. He won't get tagged, I don't think. So a uh, very interesting uh turn of events for the Vikings. They keep Daniel Hunter at a uh, reasonable price, and <clears throat> it works out for Daniel Hunter. Uh, and he avoids the tag. So very, very uh, interesting turn of events. I, Like I said, I honestly thought he was going to get traded. I thought they were going to find an actual trade partner for him because, in my opinion, Daniel Hunter is a very underrated defensive end. He's He may not be those, you know, a Nick Bosa or a Joey Bosa or a or a Kayvon Thibodeau, or, you know, he may not be on the level of a, or a TJ Watt. He may not be on the a level of an edge rusher like that. However, however, Daniel Hunter is a very, very underrated defensive end. And I think that he deserves a, a good contract, and I think he deserves to play and deserves a start and deserves a home, you know, wherever that is, including where that's, you know, even if it's the Minnesota Vikings, he deserves it. So congratulations to Daniel Hunter on getting a, a, a good deal there. And he, I'd say that he won the deal, um, even though it may not be, okay, it's $20 million, you know. What's, but at the same time, he avoids the tag. And I think for him, that is a win in itself. So congratulations to Daniel Hunter on that one. He gets an extension and gets a one-year deal and a new contract and head to the 2023 season. He will play for the Vikings and he will suit up for Skull Vikings, as they do up in Minnesota. So, congratulations um, to him and getting a good deal there. So, moving on, another update. Let's talk about free agent running back Dalvin Cook. And this one's kind of interesting. So, he met up with the New York Jets. Him and his camp flew out to New York during training camp, met up with the New York Jets uh, this past week. And and here's my and here's the latest update that I've gotten from according to NFL insider Ian Rappert and others that... The New York Jets, uh, and you know, well, the New York Jets are they they're interested in signing Dalvin Cook. However, running back Dalvin Cook and his camp aren't really in a rush to sign with the New York Jets or to sign anywhere, it seems like. They're plotting they're trying to just weigh all options. Um, now you're probably thinking, okay, he's not in a rush to sign with the New York Jets. He's got they got Aaron Rodgers, he got Garrett Wilson up there. You got a, a an, an excellent defense building up with Quinn Williams and Sauce Gardner. I understand. However, However, it's also a good thing to weigh out your options and to see where you can go during the season. You're probably thinking Dalvin Cook is hating on the Jets. He's not hating on the Jets. He's weighing his options. It's it, you got to think about this. The NFL in football, it is football and you're playing a sport. However, it's contracts. There's money involved. It's a job. It's a business. You love the game of football because you want to win championships. You want to win Super Bowls. But you get paid to play because it's a job. You're trying to feed and put food on your family's tables. I get that. It's a job, right? So, Dalvin Cook is just, he's buying his time, trying to weigh out his options, trying to get a a solid contract, and trying to see what fits him and what fits, you know, and what's right for his life and his family and, you know, what's right 
for him in his career. Is the Jazz right? It could be a right, right move for his career. Who knows? But he's not in any particular rush uh to in rush and finding a new home after meeting with the Jets this past week. So uh, it's an interesting turn of events there. Um, I think, I honestly thought that right now that the Dolphins and the, and the, and the Dalvin Cook would be a good fit. And I still think in, in my, in, in my point of opinion, in my honest thoughts that the Dolphins, it probably is the, the correct and right fit for Dalvin Cook. However, it's not up to me to say, right? Uh, there's been a lot of odds shifted on who's going to sign Dalvin Cook. Um, it was, you know, the Dolphins, then it became the New England Patriots, then it became the New York Jets. So we don't know who's going to sign. It's funny that all three AFC East teams are, you know, in the running for them, though. So that's pretty, really cool. That's pretty, really, really, you know, really cool that it's all divisional teams that are looking to get the services of running back Dalvin Cook. It's funny because the big, the big free agent that we were queuing up with was DeAndre Hopkins and Dalvin Cook. Now, we're just keeping up with solely Dalvin Cook. So I thought that was interesting there too. So Dalvin Cook, uh, not in any rush to find a new home there. And, you know, it's it's pretty interesting. We'll have to see, what you know, where he goes from here. And we'll have to see where he signs with and who he signs with after meeting with the Jets. Could it be the Jets? Who knows? I still think the Dolphins are the best fit. However, it could be the Patriots. It could be the Jets. It could be a totally different team. So who knows? Uh Dalvin Cook, not in any rush, and weighing out all of his options. And that's an update on free agent running back Dalvin Cook. And that's all we got really for contracts and extensions heading in, you know, during training camp and heading into the NFL season. Um, Before we get to the preseason game and our first pick here on Pigskin Frenzy, let's talk about what's going on with the Indianapolis Colts and running back Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I probably, you know, you probably know what's happening here, and you probably already seen it on social media from all the NFL insiders, and including me, you probably saw it as I tweeted about it uh, on Twitter, so if you follow me on Twitter. So here we go. You know, let's, just talk, let's just dive right into it. So the Colts and running back Jonathan Taylor uh, right now uh, have been trying to work out a contract extension, and they're trying to work out what is, you know, What's a like? What is best for him? Um, and then I was scrolling. I started scrolling. And then all of a sudden, uh, notifications popped up, and it says the Colts and Jonathan Taylor's relationship has been damaged. And then I was like, Oh no! <laughs> oh no! That's not good. Um, and this is kind of on the heels of the state of the running back market. Again, I talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, go back and listen to that. I. I was going on with sort of a rant there, but let's, you know, go back, listen to that, and, you know, tell me what you think on there. And this is kind of coming off of the heels of the Zoom meeting they had. It's kind of coming off the heels of what I discussed there. Uh, the Colts and running back Jonathan Taylor's relationship has been damaged, uh, kind of iffy on it. Uh, and then they said, you know, we're going to, they're still, they were still scheduled to meet later that day, but it's looking like it's damaged. Then all of a sudden, more news broke, and it was according to uh, Ian Rappert, NFL insider. It says that Jonathan Taylor has requested a trade from the Indianapolis Colts. He wants a trade. He wants out of Indianapolis. This comes off of the heels also of him playing his final year of his rookie contract. So I found that very interesting. He is playing it off the final years of his contract, and he's looking to get a new deal. But it's looking like he doesn't want a new deal with Indianapolis. He wants out of Indianapolis. According to Albert Breer of Sports Illustrator, of, oh, sorry, Sports Illustrated, 
he was texting with Colts owner Jim Irsay. Jim Irsay texted him back and he said that he will that the Colts will not trade him, not in quote unquote, not now and not in October. Let me repeat that quote. He's not going to trade him, not now and not in October. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's all i got to say is, oh, boy. If you're seeing my face, you're probably thinking, oh, no. If you're hearing it, all, if you're hearing me on Spotify, Podbean, and all other platforms on audio, you're hearing the pause, and you're thinking, this guy sounds like he's disappointed. I am disappointed. Uh, it, it, it's going what? It's going, it's kind of tying back to what I'm saying about the state of the running back market. It's, it's one of those deals where it's, it's, probably has to do with the contract and, I, and I'm going to just say here it, it probably has to do with what's going on with the, the running back market now and the state of the contract and it, it's one of those things where the relationship is just kind of deteriorated since then it's kind of unraveled dramatically um now they're not honoring a trade request it seems like they don't want to trade them we're at an impasse and that is where you don't want to be at when it comes to a running back and when it comes to a team owner Jim Ursay has said it's a privilege to play in this league and you know what I'm gonna to have to incline to agree it is a privilege to play in the NFL it's a mean privilege to play for any organization as a running back or any position in the league however you got to think about the state of the market right now. He feels like he probably does feel like that he's probably not getting what he has earned. Jonathan Taylor is one of the best running backs in the league. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know Jonathan Taylor, go on YouTube, go on NFL Network, and watch a Colts game. Watch him this season if he plays. I'm kind of worried now because the trade request is not going through. They're at a stalemate. I think they should try to honor it and try to work something out there. Uh, if Jonathan Taylor wants to go, it's really one of those things where you got to try to accommodate it. You know, As much as it stinks and you don't want to lose a Jonathan Taylor at running back, you got to accommodate it. And we're at an impasse, and it's, n it's not one of those things where you want to be. And that's my thing. Uh, it's only going to get worse. And I and I'm just going to be I'm just going to be blunt. It's going to get worse. And if you don't think that, then you may have to just keep tuning in and keep getting updates on what's going on with Jonathan Taylor and the Indianapolis Colts. He has the trade request. He's not honoring it. He's key. He's trying to he's trying to request. You know, trying to you know keep him and try to, you know, not trade him. The only thing left to do is to try to keep and resolve a relationship. But if it's, if it's quote unquote damage beyond repair, then you're going to have to find a way for him to get out of Indianapolis. He doesn't want to be in Indianapolis in the current time. He has requested a trade. I'm going to use another sports reference with this. Kevin Durant requested a trade from the Nets the first time. He ended up getting traded to the Phoenix Suns. This is NBA, okay? But hear me out. He ended up getting retrayed for the, the Phoenix Suns. He plays for the Phoenix Suns now, but this was his second trade, you know, request. So, so, first trade request, he was wanting out of the Nets. They weren't going to trade him. They said they weren't. But they found a way to work it out and play, you know, for the first half of the year, for the first half of the season, right? They found a way to work it out. 
can they do that with can the Colts do that with Jonathan Taylor? That's what I'm trying to get at. Can they find a way to resolve and put some issues behind them to work out a, you know, work it out for a season and try to play him for the season until his contract runs out. I think this is his. I think he's entering his uh, approaching his last year on his deal. So are we trying to try to you know? Is he going to try to get you know one more year in with the Colts and then you know let him go and test free agency, or does he want to? Tra- or is it just damage beyond repair and he wants to trade now? Who knows? Who knows? Can they resolve something? That is the biggest question in this. Uh, and, and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to repeat myself. You're going to think, okay, dude, you sound like a, a, a beating a dead horse here. I, and I get it. But it has to do with the running back market. And you can't tell me it doesn't. That's just point blank. You can't tell me that it doesn't have anything to do with the, the running back market. Because it does. I know it does. This stuff ha- all comes into, it's kind of coincidental, don't you think? It all comes into light when Jonathan Taylor's holding out and the situation with Saquon Barkley, even though Barkley is back with the Giants now, but it's all, you know, it's all coincidental, right? It's all coincidental that they had a Zoom meeting and then after this, the relationship beyond repair, all that stuff happened, right? It has something, he's got to have something to do with the running back market. It has to. And he, he he's he's requested a trade, and they're going to have to find a way to resolve it. So that's the latest headline. I'll have more updates for you on Jonathan Taylor and the Colts uh, when I can. I'll post it on social media, and I'll talk about it on Pigskin Frenzy on Thursdays. Uh, Colts running back, or your Colts running back, Jonathan Taylor, wants a trade. He has requested a trade. Colts owner Jim Irsay has not didn't you know not has, has said not. We're not going to give a trade. Uh, not now, not in October. So... We're at a stalemate. See if any updates arise from out of the situation. But Jonathan Taylor requests and he wants out of Indianapolis. So let's move on from that. Uh, I'll have more updates on that situation uh, as I find out more updates on the situation. And let's let's talk about the game tonight. Finally, Joel, you're talking about a football game, right? First football game of the year, unofficial start of the kickoff of the season tonight, 7 Eastern on NBC in Canton, Ohio. It's on Peacock and NBC if y'all want to tune in, 7 Eastern uh, for Pacific. The Hall of Fame game, Thursday, August 3rd. It has arrived. It's tonight on NBC and Peacock again. The Colts, I'm sorry, I'm talking about the Colts again, still ranting on Jonathan Taylor, but sorry. The New York Jets and the Cleveland Browns play tonight going up against each other. So let's just break this game down. Let's preview it, and I will give you my prediction. So let's talk about it for a second. Kind of interesting because this is my first game that I'm talking about since I started, you know, Pigskin Friends during the offseason, but we're, we're approaching the season. This is fun. So Cleveland Browns, New York Jets, who are they starting at quarterback? That's the first question, right? They're not going to start their starters. So Deshaun's out. Aaron Rodgers is out. You don't expect to see them at all during the preseason, during the first four weeks. Don't expect them to see them during the month of August. Expect to see them at training camp and at practices, but don't expect them to to play a game. I wouldn't because they're saving them for September 10th. Smart decision. Okay, so who are they going to start? The Browns are going to start quarterback and former rookie rookie and third-round draft pick from the Minnesota Vikings, Kellen Mond. From Texas A&M, very interesting choice there. They're going to start him over Dorian Robinson, uh, Dorian Robinson Thompson, Dorian Dorian Robinson Thompson. If you don't know that name, 
quarterback from UCLA who got drafted last this past season. So rookie quarterback Dorian Robinson Thomason, DRT. Uh, they're not going to start him. Instead, they're going to start Kellen Mond. The Jets, who are they going to start at quarterback? Why? They're going to start their backup and former <laughs> and former second second overall pick, Zach Wilson. That is interesting. They're going to start Zach Wilson from BYU, who was their former starting quarterback heading into last heading into a couple of years ago, is now the backup second string quarterback behind star and star quarterback and future Hall of Famer. Four-time MVP Aaron Rodgers. So that's interesting. So Zach Wilson will start. And here's what I've been hearing about Zach Wilson, though, which is good. They said that he's been impressing Robert Saley and management. There he's 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 advanced, he's improving, and he's you know showing taking great stride in a backup role in learning, which is pretty good. Uh, he says that he is, you know, improving on a lot of things. His decision making is improving, uh, and he's and he's doing quite well. He surprised a lot of people on how well he's improved, and it's almost like a drastic change. Almost, he's taking it. Zach Wilson taking his backup and with a grain of salt as being a backup role with a grain of salt, and he's taking it as okay. It's time to improve, a time to learn, and a time to ready myself for when I do start again for an NFL team or for the New York Jets one day. So Zach Wilson will start. He will play tonight, and Kellen will play tonight, and we will see how both of them will do. So let's break down the matchups. Here is my honest thoughts. Depth. That is my biggest thing. The depth is kind of a it's kind of a an, a, a a mismatch, I would say. The Jets have a little bit more depth on both sides of the ball than the Cleveland Browns, but the Cleveland Browns are showing great stride in that and taking and some depth, right? Their receiving core is solid, but the Jets also have a solid receiving core. So uh to me, if you want to preview it. Depth is the big thing between both teams and both and you know, on both sides of the ball. I think the Jets have more depth going into this matchup. If you look at the quarterback play, the running back play, uh, I think the depth at running back for Cleveland, you have a Nick Chubb who probably will not who will probably sit, but you also have a lot of guys on their bench who can hand the ball off with. The Jets, you have Brees Hall, but who do you else have after that? It's kind of, you know, a, a mismatch. So running back play, you give that advantage to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, quarterback play, you give it to the Jets, honestly. With quarterback play, Zach Wilson is a little bit more experienced than Kellen Mond in a, situ- a game-time situations. He's started. He knows what it's like to be out there in an atmosphere. Zach Wilson uh, has started, right? So here we go, right? So... Jets quarterback play. That's that. That's the matchup. Running back play goes to the Browns. Wide receiver, the Jets. They have a uh, a more in depth receiving core than the Cleveland Browns. Uh, in in a lineup that does feature Garrett Wilson, uh, I'm pretty sure he's not going to play though. But in a lineup that features this, you break it down. They have more depth at the wide receiver position. They have Alan Lazard, Nicole Harbin, Garrett Wilson, uh, Randall Cobb. They got some guys. They have Corey Davis also. Don't forget, they did not trade Corey Davis. Corey Davis is still there. You have guys on your team. The Browns have a few guys. They have a, they, they, they have Amari Cooper, right? Which is fine. Which is fine, right? So, <laughs> so, but after that, the depth is kind of like, eh. You know, as you go in. So, 
the defense. If you look at the defense, you have the Jets and the Browns on defense. I have to give the advantage to the Jets again. So the Jets, they have a tremendous depth on the cornerback position. They have de- tremendous depth on the middle. Uh, defensive line could use a little bit of work on the depth, but their competitive depth is improving. The Browns, they also have depth on the defense, but not as much as the Jets do, uh, especially at the at the middle and the, and the middle linebacker spot there. So defense and quarterback play, wide receivers all goes to the Jets. Running back play, however, goes to the Browns. That's how I broke it down between the two teams. To me, and now I'm going to get to my prediction here, but to me, how I view it, I think the Cleveland Browns are going to come off hot. They're going to come off strong and prove that, hey, we're on our way back and we're going to improve, you know, during the preseason. And this season's going to be a special one for us, even though you're in a tough AFC North division led by the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow and the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Uh, but you also got Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So don't count them out either. Deshaun Watson trying to wake his way back for a full season uh, with the Cleveland Browns. But they're going to start with Kellen Mond tonight by, you know, showing, hey, during the preseason, we're going to make improvements and we're going to be ready for the September 10th opener. So the Jets are going to look to do the same thing, right? They're looking to do, okay, don't mess with us. You know, the New York Jets are on the rise and we're on our way back, especially since we have Super Bowl quarterback Aaron Rodgers and he's mentoring a Zach Wilson for the future. So, uh, so Cleveland Browns, New York Jets, who do I have? I think the Cleveland Browns are going to start off hot. However, as the game goes on, I like the New York Jets defeating the Cleveland Browns uh, to go 1-0 so far during the preseason. I think the Jets uh, score a couple of touchdowns late in the game. It's going to be knotted up by the fourth quarter. I think they score a couple of touchdowns late in the game, and they beat the Browns by 14 points, two touchdowns. Uh, Jets over the Browns. I'll give you a score of 35-21. to 21. The Jets over the Cleveland Browns tonight in the Hall of Fame game. That was my prediction. That was my breakdown, and... We're out of time. So a big thank you for taking some time out of your Thursday to just sit back, watch, and listen to some NFL coverage presented by me. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Leave a like on the episode and leave a comment down below. Spotify, if listening on there, share around with others and follow on there as well. Podbean, same thing. For listening on there, share around with others and follow on there as well. We have Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Twitter, it's at pigskin underscore frenzy, all lowercase. All you got to do is type that in the search engine, find it, follow on the page there. You'll get episode updates as well as news, highlights from across college and NFL football. Facebook, same thing, pigskin frenzy, follow, like the page there. You'll get episode updates as well as as well as uh, all things up to date with pigskin frenzy and instagram all you gotta do is type in pigskin frenzy follow like the page there you'll get episode updates there's trivia questions go and answer those on on the pigskin frenzy stories and you'll get all things up to date with pigskin frenzy okay again a big thank you for taking some time today and we'll be back tuesday and we will conclude our college football media days coverage and we will conclude our whole thing as we get ready for the college football season as well. Tonight, go and watch the game. Should be an interesting one, interesting start. Football is back, ladies and gentlemen. Unofficials kick off for the NFL season. Until Tuesday, I'm Joel Norris signing off. We will see you then. And for everybody out there, stay the course.